Our pleasure. Always welcome in uh, to welcome Phoenix Sports uh, uh, Royalty. That's the word I was looking for. Suns legend Dan Marley joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Dan, how you been, man? Good. So you can't even come just come to yourself to lie. You couldn't even come up with good words. <laughs> I'm coming off over a week just, off, Dan. Just, I'm a little you rusty. Just, you just should have said has been or <laughs> no. never been or never was. <laughs> no, no. Uh, that's what happens when you lie, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not buying the, the rusty uh the rusty excuse? No, I, yeah, they all say that I'm tan, but I just tell them it's rust. <laughs> so old. Um, we got to start here. I I know you're a big golfer, and my man Bickley is becoming a, an avid oh, golfer an himself. Golf and, and this weather is not slowing him down. Is this weather slowing you down? Um, it never used to, but it has uh, recently. So now I'm actually up in Flagstaff. I purchased a house up here, and I belong to a terrific club up here called Pine Canyon. So now mainly in July, I get up here and I'm able to play there. And you're right, I'm a this is uh, this is my addiction now. Ever since I retired, I, I golf maybe five or six days a week. Not so much, uh, you know, the month of July. But um, you know, when the weather gets nice and the course is open back in Phoenix, um, I'm out there every day. So yeah, yeah, it's become an addiction to me for sure. What's no? I've said this before. We've talked about this before. But you know, time makes details a little fuzzy. What is the famous story you once shot even par right with just a driver? Uh, was it a seven iron and a wedge? What did you do? Uh, for, yeah, I, you know, four clubs. I think it was a driver, seven iron, uh, a wedge, and a putter. Okay. And I played at, uh, at Arizona Country Club, and I had a bet with somebody. I can't even remember who it was. But, yeah, I ended up shooting even par with those four clubs. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good day. I hate you. <laughs> All right, there's been a lot of excitement around the Phoenix Suns. Are you feeling it? What do you think of this offseason they've had, Thunder? Well, I love it. You know, I'm not, uh, I won't, you know, say I watch it like I used to or study. You know, back when I was coaching and playing, I used to watch every game and watch everything. And now I'm just more of a casual fan. But what I can say is I'm very excited about it. I, I love Devin Booker, obviously. And I've always been a huge fan of KD. And I haven't watched a whole lot of Bradley Beal. But um, from what I see uh, from him, you have two, three of the top uh, scores in the league, and then uh, you have DeAndre Ayton, who has uh, you know got a new coach now, so there's not going to be a whole lot of excuses. It's time for him to step up and figure out what he can do. So uh, the thing for me is, I'm excited. I can't wait for the season to start and see where this thing goes. And you know, Ishbia has done a great job so far of, of of gaining this fan interest with the way he's spending money and making this a championship team. So uh, I'm excited about it. It's funny too. People talk about it, Dan. That you know, two years ago, two summers ago, this team was two two wins away from from winning a championship. Didn't get done, and now you're going into the third season after that. There's only two players left from that team. But I looked it up. The same thing happened to the '92 '93 Suns that you were a part of. You know, three seasons later, it was only Charles and and Kevin back. Can can you go back into your memory banks and? And talk about what it was like, because uh, you, know, you were one of those players that was traded away. What it was like, you know, seeing the dismantling of a team that was so close to a championship. It was really hard because you know we were two wins away from you know ninety two ninety three. We had two home games left, six and seven. We all know what happened there. And then the next two years, uh, we lost to the eventual champions, uh, the Houston Rockets, in seven games. So I believe that we were just so close. Um, our window was still open and. They decided to start making changes. You know, Danny Ainge retired. They they moved me, and it was never the same. So it just shows you how, you know, hard it is to win a championship. You can be so close, and a lot of things have to bounce your way, and, and things have to go. So 
uh, you know, the Suns are in the same position. Um, but the difference uh, from what happened in 92, 93 and those two or three years afterwards is I actually think the Suns have made themselves a better team. Yeah. Uh, they've added a, a, a generational player in KD and Booker's a rising superstar. You know, back when we were playing, you know, Charles was aging. Uh, like I said, Danny retired. I was moving on. So uh, this Suns team, I think, has gotten a lot better. And um, they've got some stars. I think for them, the, the whole thing is, is how these role players are going to fit in. And one of the greatest things about our 92-93 team is we had superstars and we had stars, but we had such great role players who understood their role and just really enjoyed it and looked forward to stepping in and doing that. And a lot of times it was different guys. It could have been Miguel Knight. It could have been Oliver Miller. It could have been somebody like a Mark West who was a starter but had a big game, Richard Dumas, Cedric Sabalas, Tom Chambers. All those guys stepped up at different times. And those role players, and we had such great chemistry on that team, uh, I think that's what made the difference. What did what did you not you guys not know in, in the few shots you had? And again, you guys were so so very close. What what did you not know then that you know now about winning championships that 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 might help this current group of sons? You know what I mean? In, in terms yeah. of the lessons learned yeah. along the way. Yeah, you can't take anything for granted, and every play matters. Uh, you know, especially in Game Six uh, at home. You know, there was a there was a time where Jordan took the ball. We were up. I don't know three or five or whatever, and Jordan take the ball coast to coast mm-hmm. in literally seven seconds and scored a basket. If we would have done a better job in that situation of, of slowing him down and maybe not letting him score, maybe taking more seconds, we could have actually won the game. So every possession is critical. Uh, don't take anything for granted. Just because you're there one year doesn't mean you're going to be back for the next. Um, you know, we had Danny Manning on our team who was a terrific player. and You know, we had the best record in the league, and we were down practicing, and he blew out his knee. So, um just enjoy it and, and go for it, and it takes everybody to do it, and it's just not offensively. The guys got to buy in and do whatever it takes to win, and that's the great thing about, I think, the, the team that the Suns have. There's such a high IQ guys. KD and, and Devin Booker are guys who are, are really dedicated to not only making themselves better but everybody else, and they understand that they have to, to play both ways for the Suns team to be uh, – to be viable. Dan Marley, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. I, I know we just came off the season. That was the 30th anniversary of the 92-93 Suns, and there was the weekend that the Suns put together, and I got to be around it to see that group of guys together was, was really cool, and I think we even talked to you about it afterwards, but generally speaking, Dan, how, how close uh, do you remain with the guys from that team or that era with the Suns? Um, you know, not very close. I, I still talk to uh, uh, you know Charles and and Joe Klein and, and guys like that. And, you know, Kevin Johnson, it was funny. He, uh, he texts me, uh, you know, during that time, he said, Hey, I got some four seats. This is KJ. Do you want to come sit with me? And I was like, KJ who? <laughs> and he was like, he started, we started laughing. I said, I said, Kevin, you haven't texted me in eight years. I know a couple other KJs. So <laughs> excuse me for not saying, uh, you know, thinking it was you, but, um, when I do see these guys, I love them. You know, KJ and I have a great uh, time together when we, when we when we talk about what happened and obviously with Charles and all those guys. So although I don't see a lot of the guys all the time, when we get together, there's a certain bond that we have and everybody understands that when you go through the things that we've done, just like the teams I had in Miami, the, the things that we went through there, when you don't see guys, but you see them all of a sudden, there's, there's a bond that will never, ever go away. And mm-hmm. you have a, you know, you have an appreciation for everything. All right. Lastly, uh, DeAndre Ayton last week uh, told a media outlet in the Bahamas that he, he feels like he doesn't have any fans left. And, and, uh, 
and and he claims he's working hard to to finally lock into whatever it is, whatever it is that's missing from his career. Well, I, I don't think there are any comps for any player finding motor and heart in year five. But but what do you make of his journey? And and do you think a new coach can have a, a, a noticeable impact on him when his issues are motor driven to begin with? Yeah, well, and that's what we'll see. That's what I said earlier. I, you know, he's out of excuses for me. When you pay a guy over a hundred million dollars, it's time to you know, you know, it's on you. It really is. This guy's a grown man. Um, there's no excuses. If he wants to change his perception of how he is, then that's what he's got to do. Um, it's all about winning for me with the Suns and for him. Um, all he has to do is play with a great motor, as you talked about, rebound the basketball, um, set great picks, roll, finish. Um, play defense and all those things. And if you win, those things are going to come. All, all the accolations are going to come your way. So, yeah, he's out of excuses. He's got to just buckle down and, and not worry about what everybody thinks about him and just go out there and play as hard as he can and be the hardest player out there and be the anchor on defense. And if he does that, everything changes. Well said. Dan, always good to talk to you. Thanks for making some time for us today. We appreciate thunder. it. All right, tell Jared he's persistent as hell. <laughs> wow, that's actually that's actually wow. good to hear. Yeah, that's that, man, that man must have no feelings because I ignore him more than anybody. Else. <laughs> so tell him good job. All right, wow. we'll talk to you again next See year. Then, Dan. That's right. See you next year. <laughs>